Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Central Youth Podcast. We exist to help students find and follow Jesus. Today you're listening to a message from our weekly Tuesday night gathering. We pray that it encourages your heart, and we hope that you enjoy the message. So over the next few weeks, we are going to dive into a series called Revealed. And Revealed is just us looking at who God is and what the Bible really says about him. You know, we have a lot of misconceptions about God. We have a lot of views of who we think God is or how God expresses his heart or, or, or how God deals with this or that. You could think of the things that you think about God, right? And I'll let you know right now that those things aren't always true. So we've got a lot of misconceptions. We think God thinks this way about sin, like, oh, he really does hate it. He hates every single person who sins. No, that's not the reality. Yes, there's some truth to him hating sin itself, but that does not go to us as the person. We have misconceptions on what God thinks about healing, and he just used to do that back way then in the Bible days, and you don't see a lot of that now. We have misconceptions of what suffering looks like, and Oh, maybe we should have the perfect life and never experience pain as a Christian. We have a lot of misconceptions of what God thinks of us and what it means to serve. You can think about the topic and there's probably a misconception of what it is. You see, this kind of reality, what it does, it destroys us a lot at times. Because often we feel that maybe we can't live up to his standard or his, his way of thinking or we'll never amount to what God wants for us, you know. So we feel all these kind of feelings like lost and unworthy and unknown. We get anxious. We we start to to start thinking about all the things that could go wrong, and the list goes on and on and on. That's why understanding the truth of who God is is so important. This is why we must reveal truth. We always should look for truth. Because when we get truth, we understand our identity. But in order to receive that, we must know him. And I want to park on this phrase that, that you think of and, and this reality of like, man, things are not always what they seem. You can think of a lot of things in, in life and maybe you have a, a misconception. And I think of moments in my times in my life when I had experiences. I, I, I went to a camp growing up and I thought it was going to be the worst experience ever. It turns out it was not what it seemed and, and I learned a lot. I went and did an internship in New York. I never, never loved New York. I went there on a tournament once for hockey. And in my time in that tournament, I hated it. It was like too busy. It was too crazy for me, you know. But then I go and do this internship, and I fall in love with the city because I realize things are not always what they seem. And so what we're going to do over the next few weeks is reveal the truth of his nature and compare it to what the Bible says about him. And you know I know what comes to mind when, when we think of, 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 of this kind of reality. is like, who is God? How do we get to know him? What is his nature? Well, let's go to the beginning, right? And a lot of times most people would say, like, let's start in Genesis, Adam and Eve, right? Let's see how God dealt with people in the very early stages of life. Let's go to the beginning of the Bible. But there's a verse in the New Testament, and it says this. It says, God existed before them. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was with God in the beginning so when you think of that kind of reality what you have to understand in this moment is God chose to reveal himself 
through his son Jesus. So he used the man, fully man, fully human, fully tempted in the same ways that we are to reveal who he is to humanity. So revelation in itself, not the book, but the word and understanding of God's nature, revealing God's nature, is an essential part to our walk with God. So I propose the question to you. Who is God to you in this moment? Like, how does God deal with your pain? How does God deal with your suffering? How does God deal with your healing? And you might think of a lot of things like, oh, he's taking his time. Or he, he, he doesn't deal with my sin very well. He's going to punish me. You can come up with a bunch of things, but we want to talk about more of the things of like who the Bible God's, who the Bible says God is. You see, because we can come up with a lot of things, but the Bible speaks truth. I got a few passages I'm going to go into. And so the first one is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. God is faithful. And faithfulness is just a concept of unfailing, remaining loyal to someone or something. And putting that loyalty, loyalty into consistent practice regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how painful it is, regardless of how joyful it is. It's so consistent. He is faithful. 1 John 1.5. This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. In other words, God is light. This means that God is the source and measure of all that is true. Another way to put it would be that nothing is truly understood until it's understood in the light of God, a.k.a. God is truth. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. He's not some distant being, okay? It says he is alive and active. He's not distant. He's here. He's moving right now. He still heals. He still loves. He still sets people free. He still reconciles family. He's still alive, and he's still doing the same things that we read in Scripture he's doing today. Psalms 18.30. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. What does God being perfect have to do with anything? You see, his perfect life paid the ransom for us. It's what cleared our debt. It's what, what led us to be set free. It's what gave us eternity. It made heaven a reality for you and I. God is perfect. Psalm 116.5 The Lord is gracious and righteousness. Our God is full of compassion. See, he's marked by kindness. And generosity, he, he is the epitome of it. He's morally right and just by all means. And he's able to sympathize with you and I. He's compassionate, which means he can walk the journey with us and he suffers alongside of us. And so when we understand the nature of who God is, and now God is not just light, he's not just compassionate, he's so many things. And we're going to kind of dive into some of those core things, things that I believe that you guys need things that I need, that things that we need. And when we get those things, we get something in return. We get to understand our identity in him. 
And in a sense, our identity is understanding that we get a birthright. And a birthright is something that you're born with. Think of the, the, think of the American Constitution, okay? When you are born in America, you are rightfully guaranteed something. The freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, press, all those things. Now, you could argue that maybe there's not as much freedom in those things as you would think, but we're not talking about that today. We're talking that that is a mandate for America. And you as a Christian are given something as well. You have a mandate. And so the Bible says this. We'll read it out together. It says, Romans 8.1, I am not condemned but declared fully forgiven and righteous in Christ. I am. You are. Not condemned but declared fully forgiven. That means we don't have to hold on to the things that used to bind us. Romans 8.17, I am a joy Joint heir with Christ, sharing in his inheritance. Sharing in his inheritance with him. Everything that he gets, everything that he guaranteed the son is yours. It's mine. It's ours. We can walk in it. We can walk in the fullness of healing. We can walk in prophetic words. We can talk to him. We can declare ourselves fully restored and reconciled to the father. Galatians 4, 6, I am a child of God and one in Christ. Man. Just that understanding, that reality of, of having a relationship with the Father. There's so many religions out there who don't get to talk to their creator. They have to point a certain way or they have to pray to a certain saint or they have to do different things. But he delights in being one with his children. 2 Corinthians 5, 18, 19, I'm reconciled to God and a minister of reconciliation for God to others. Man, once you were reconciled to Jesus... Once you were reconciled to God, he then gave you authority to go declare that reconciliation to families, to people, to things, whatever you can think of. The Lord wants to reconcile it, and you get to be the one he uses. Colossians 3.3, 3, I am hidden with Christ in God, so Satan must go through Christ to get to me. That means you are not alone in this. The battles that you would fight, he is there with you, and it has to go through Christ first. And so we're going to dive into some of these God is and reveal the nature of the Father more on a biblical standing, more on a biblical basis so that we will inherit what we were destined, our birthright, our identity in Christ. But it starts with knowing the nature of him. Now, it's the same way you would do something like if you were in a relationship. Now, you're not just going to be like the, the third grade relationship where you pass each other at the lunch line or you see each other at recess and you laugh and you blush, you know. But it's more you joint air with Christ. You're moving. You're running alongside of each other. He's speaking to you. He's using you. And so we're going to dissect that over the next few weeks. So I hope you guys stay tuned. I hope you get excited and I hope you're ready for what the Lord is going to do. He's going to reveal himself to you more clearly more faithfully, and I, I just believe fully that it's going to bring us to closer relationship with him. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode. To get more information about Central Youth, head over to centralsj.org. Click the Connect button and check out the Youth page.